Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on a Thursday. Rami Makhlouf back in the saddle, or at least that's what I'm led to believe. Coming up today from 3 until 6, doing the Rami Show. Dan Plucker did a great job filling in for him on Monday and Tuesday. Tim is always outstanding whenever he fills in uh, or does any show on the station. That's why we call him the franchise. So he was in yesterday. Uh, and Rami Makhlouf rolls in today at 3 o'clock, I am sure. Uh, that dude has a lot to say about everything going on with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and the Green Bay Packers, and for that matter, matter, Randall Cobb. Now, the Cobb deal is official as of last night. They end up with a sixth-round pick, giving up a sixth-round pick, and somehow, somehow, got the Texans to pay $3 million towards this whole deal. I I, I don't understand. I, I really do not get what all happened there. I mean, there was a report out by Greg Rosenthal of NFL.com, who's been on the big show numerous times, a friend of Gary Ellerson, and he said that the taxes were going to cut him. So the taxes might, oh my God, somebody actually wants this dude and is going to take, okay, yeah, sounds good. Let's do this. So they were apparently excited that Rodgers wanted him because it sounds like they were going to move on from him to begin with. So they weren't heartbroken at all that somebody wanted him. And they had just traded for, maybe they did trade for because they knew they were trading Cobb, Anthony Miller uh, from the Chicago Bears, younger, quicker version, I guess. Uh, if he can stay healthy. So we'll see how that plays out. So you end up with Randall Cobb. Goody comes out uh, this morning and says, hey, man, this is this is Aaron. I mean, th- we did this for Aaron. This is, this is why he's here. Uh, and then when talking about Randall Cobb, he didn't really say anything about on the field. I mean, Goody pretty much said, you know, yeah, he's, he's going to help the quarterback be in that locker room with Aaron. That'll be good for Aaron. And, you know, the guys were excited and loved seeing him and, he kind of talked like Cobb was um, not a victory cigar necessarily, but you know that that uh, beacon of light, or uh, I don't know, but that guy that makes everybody happy now that he's back in the building. I mean, seriously, I, I said it earlier. I've I've never heard anybody ever say a bad word about this dude. Just, I've never heard it. Like everybody that comes in contact with Randall Cobb loves Randall Cobb. So from that perspective, let's say he doesn't play a lot, which, again, I'll be shocked. Let's say he doesn't play a lot, but he's still on the roster, takes some young kid's spot that could have been on the roster, could have grown, and so forth. But let's say he still has that spot. There's still going to be positive value to him. Now, for the amount of money they're paying him, probably not worth that. 
But to keep your quarterback happy, you're going to do what you got to do. Now, how far is that going to go? If he wants other things, other players, and other moves to be made, are we going to continue to listen and do what he wants to make sure he's happy? Uh, I, I don't know. I have no idea. This was the first one, uh, and Matt LaFleur then, he stepped up to the podium uh, earlier today, and then he had to talk about all of this uh, involving Randall Cobb as well. All right, there is Matt LaFleur from earlier today, a portion of it. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Chris Monter, college basketball news, talk some NBA draft uh, as the Bucks pick first in the second round tonight. Uh, and we'll talk about all things NBA draft. We'll talk about some of the, the teams up at the top of the draft and who Chris Monter likes up there near the top. And then some people who Chris Monter may like near uh, or around the Packers, uh, or the, not the Packers, the Bucks pick at 31, first pick there in the second round. Chris Monter, College Basketball News, joins us next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome back, Sparky's Midday Madness, here on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you, Rami Makhlouf, uh, and the Rami Show. Comes up here at the top of the hour, 3 o'clock. This segment brought to you by Jim Dandy's South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Enjoy their delicious fish fry every Friday, plus $2.50 tacos on Tuesdays. And I told you about last night, $17 prime rib dinners on Wednesdays. JimDandy'sGrill.com. New owners, they redid the entire inside. They're getting uh, ready to do a bunch of new stuff to the outside so people can hang out outside and party and so forth. Uh, Just uh, a great place. Check it out, jimdandysgrill.com. Joining me now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, longtime friend of mine, he is Chris Monster from College Basketball News. Follow him on Twitter at CollegeBBNews. Chris, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Great to be back with you. How you doing today? Doing good. All right, so it's NBA Draft Day, and I said this earlier when I was doing the Wendy's Big Show with Leroy Butler, that the one thing that if I was the commissioner of the NBA, I, I would be so steadfast and hard on this every insider every reporter there is no leaking picks before the pick is made none espn if warjanowski does it i'm finding you shams i'm finding stadium or whoever if you do it everybody on cue stop because you're just ruining it if somebody and most people do have their social media up while they're watching tv you just ruin the whole thing Right. I look in it to, you know, say your favorite TV show, Walking Dead or whatever. If you find out who, you know, dies or whatever, who ends up together in a, The Bachelor or Bachelorette, if you watch those, it does take away from it. I remember actually the first year, one, the, the draft was actually in Minnesota one year, and uh, which was weird because Minnesota didn't have any picks. And, and Joel Prisbilla, if you remember that name, was actually a player who left Minnesota during the season and was going to put his name in the draft. So no one really cared about the draft. But I had a buddy of mine who was sitting in the stands. And I, I was there. Actually, I was yeah. there. And, and the funny thing back then, this is way before Twitter. This is 2003 or 2000. I'm trying to remember what year it was. But back then, you know, the teens would have their little phones, and you would uh, – so I got to kind of know the process, and I knew that whatever pick a team made, they would signal – the person beside them because they would want to know who they drafted. And it was based on the page number of the NBA draft media guy. They put together a guide with like the top 150 people. So I would signal hit my buddy in the scans and he would know every pick right before it would happen. So he said, everybody beside him, you know, was wondering how does this guy know every pick? You know, this is like way pre Twitter, but you're right. It definitely does kind of take something away from the draft when you know all the picks beforehand. And, you know, I get those people credit. I'm not exactly sure how they know it. If they know it from, talking to people in the draft room or talking to agents or whatever. I, I try not to know because you're right. Because it ruins it. It takes something away from the 
from the draft night. So you know my buddy Mike Maxey from uh, sportsboys.com. Back in the day, we all uh, knew each other for the draft combines and so forth. We were at that draft uh, in Minnesota as fans. We were in the upper deck or whatever it was, that that draft you're talking about. Because that was a Stromile Swift draft, Mateen Cleaves, Darius Miles. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. that draft. So we we drove up there, and we were at the draft, uh, like I said, and before the thing even started, every time a Prisbilla highlight would flash on the screen, everybody would boo in the arena. And him and I just started laughing. We're like, dude, these people really don't like Prisbilla. Holy cow. So then Prisbilla gets drafted. I want to say it was the Rockets. And everybody's booing. So we're like, ah, fine. We'll jump in. Fine. We'll boo too. So we boo. Then the 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 Bucks draft Collier, I want to say. Yeah, uh, Jason Collier. Right. Yeah. And we're like, all right, Jason Collier, fine, whatever. It's not the worst pick in the whole wide world. And then when they announced that they were trading Collier for Prisbilla and everybody went nuts, him and I went into the, like if you were preparing for a tornado, just covered our heads and like hid under our seats at that point. It, it was a draft experience. Like I'll never forget. That dude was so disliked by everybody in the arena that night. I couldn't even imagine being him hearing that all night long. Yeah, like like I said, he had left the team mid-season, right. you know, due to academic things, so he wasn't a super popular player here, you know, which is unfortunate because you're right. He's a, he was a local kid. You would think that should be kind of the highlight of your your, you know, career up to that point, you know, you're being drafted in your home, you know, basically your hometown. You lived in Monticello, which is 30 minutes north, but yeah. Yeah, kind of funny to think back in those days and how much the draft has changed. You know, that back then it was, you know, a lot of seniors. And now this year, if Kate Cunningham goes number one, we'll have 12 straight years of freshmen being the number one pick. See, and that's just it. You know, earlier I was talking to Leroy about this, and I was talking about the the guard from Illinois. Uh, you know, maybe he falls to the Bucks in the second round or, or whatever the case may be. And having watched play against Wisconsin, that's who I want them to take. And I said, but when you're a senior, you fall. And – he said, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "If you're if you're like 19, you're gonna go higher." Who was the last senior taken? One was it Duncan, or was has there been another one since then that I'm not remembering? I think uh, Kenyon Martin. I think oh. was the last one. But yeah, it just shows you yep. how crazy the draft was. I actually tweeted something in 1990. Was the first year I actually went to the Orlando Classic. It was a camp just for seniors, and that year there were 14 underclassmen who put their name in the draft. This year, there were 357. That year, there were seven underclassmen drafted, a couple foreign players, but everybody else was a senior. I think uh, of the 28 picks, I think in the first round that year, I think 24 of them were seniors. So yeah, you're definitely never going to see that again. You know, I argued that you shouldn't, shouldn't stop kids from coming out out of high school. You look at LeBron James, Kevin Garnett, you know, Dwight Howard, you know, a lot of great players obviously went right from the high school ranks to the NBA, I always thought they should have maybe had a two-year role, kind of like baseball, where if you're in baseball, you can't right. be drafted until your junior season yep. or, or your season, senior season of football, you can't be drafted until you've been there for three years. I think that would have helped the college and the pro game. And unfortunately, like you said, now it's who's the best freshman, basically, is what we're going to draft. We're going to draft players more on upside. And unfortunately, some of these players, you know, and you talk to kids, they want to come out so they can get that second contract. My logic would be, hey, if you're not really ready for the NBA, you might never get that second contract. So um, it, it definitely has changed. And I remember talking to a team years ago, you know, they would never take a foreign player. That, that was their philosophy. They just didn't believe it. You know, and now you look at the NBA, you know, obviously with you guys, with Giannis and Luka Doncic and all the great foreign players, the draft has just changed so much, even just in the last, say, 30 years. 
Chris Monter, College Basketball News. Follow him on Twitter at College BB News. Does a great job covering uh, high school sports, college sports, uh, the whole deal when it comes to, to college basketball. How do you think G League Ignite uh, turned out this year uh, for you know the NBA? Because they were legitimately stealing kids from colleges by paying them what they were paying them uh, to get them to go play basketball for them for essentially one year. And now you're going to see a, a couple of these G League uh, Ignite kids go uh, in the top five, top ten. Yeah, definitely. I think that's definitely going to have a big impact on the draft. I'm not crazy about it. I love college basketball. Like I said, I would love to see kids stay longer. I look at you know Zion Williamson as a player who went just one year at Duke, and he did something I think we maybe talked about before that I never thought would happen, made Duke a likable team. People like Duke because of him. People picked Duke in their bracket, including myself, uh, because of him. And he was a, a, a player who just played there one year but became a household name. Maybe part of it's because you had a unique first name, obviously. But no one knows who Jalen Green or Jonathan Kaminga are. They're hearing about them now. But if those players go high in the draft, you will see other players following their footsteps. I look at you know a player from my backyard, Jalen Suggs, who I've written a lot about. You know, he went to Gonzaga for one year, and yet because he went to a school that's on the West Coast that a lot of people in the Midwest, like I live, don't see him necessarily a lot. But he is a very well-known player and will be a very focus player. I know Adidas signed him to a footwear deal because he went there that one year. Are people going to sign, you know, Jonathan Gaming and Jalen Green to, you know, shoe deals or other deals because he's not well known. That's the one question mark. But obviously if those two players go as high as most people expect, I'm sure you will see other players do the same. And we've even seen a kid who's not even in high school already announce that he's going to go and play uh, and forego his high school eligibility to play and get Who that? by playing against older people. Uh, it was a player, it wasn't a big time player, but uh, obviously, you know, he's the player this year. Michael Foster, I thought was funny. He, I went to school at Western Illinois for my master's, and he mentioned Western Illinois because he had a tie with the coach, Rob Jeter, who you guys know oh, well sure. from his days at Wisconsin, Milwaukee. But his schools were Florida, Georgia. Western Illinois in the G League, and of course he ended up going to G League. But I guess that was funny that Western Illinois, wow. a small school that you never hear of, got a little pub because of his name. But yeah, if those players go as high as you expect, you're going to see other players follow in their footsteps. Okay, so let's let's talk about the top of this draft already. Wojnarowski ruining for everybody. Cade Cunningham going one. No big shock there. Kid from Oklahoma State. Uh, what would be the comparison that you would make of you know somebody that never saw this kid play? Who does he remind you of? Well, he's a very unique player. I think one guy, guy you kind of hear, hear him compared to a little bit is Grant Hill. He's got great size, can play the, the point guard spot, 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, uh, pretty good athlete, can score, can create, re- good rebounder for his size, comes from a basketball family, had a staff member who was a relative of his, one of the reasons he went to Oklahoma State. Uh, and again, I would be shocked if he's not the number one pick. There was some talk about Oklahoma City, which has multiple first-round picks, 6, 16, and 18, and some young talent that they would maybe try and get a player like Cunningham who played you know, nearby at Oklahoma State. But Detroit, you know, they finally had a, a good draft last year. Got some players that acquired in draft day deals. Isaiah Stewart, who was the second uh, team All-NBA rookie selection, and Sadiq, Sadiq Bay, who was a first-team selection. So they're starting to get some building blocks. They need some star power um, to get that get people excited in that that city to go to games, and I think Cunningham makes a lot of sense to be the number one pick. Rockets are at two, and a name that uh, everybody probably is familiar with by this point, I would think, if you know anything about this this G League Ignite team, is Jalen Green. Uh, overwhelmingly, everybody has him going to the Rockets at two, the shooting guard. 
Yeah, his stock has moved up a little bit. He was considered maybe a top four, top five pick, and most people thought it'd be the freshman in uh, Cunningham, Mobley, and Suggs in some order going top three. But I think Green has really moved up. Some people think down the road he might be the best player in this draft because he's so athletic and can score. A lot of people think he could be a future you know, NBA scoring leader, one of the top scorers in the league. So he's definitely moved up. And again, Houston, obviously they want a star player. They had you know Harden, they had Westbrook for a while, they had Chris Paul for a while. Obviously, you look at that roster, not a lot of recognizable names after they traded Harden and got rid of Paul. So, And, you know, John Wall isn't the same player that he was. So I think they would like a young star player that they can kind of build things around. I think they feel that Jalen Green could be that player. All right, let's talk about a local kid here uh, for us, Jalen Johnson, uh, the forward at Duke uh, that had some issues, got dinged up a little bit, Six foot nine kid. I'm looking at one mock draft that has him going 23 uh, to the Rockets. Uh, at one point, I thought people thought he might be a lottery pick pre- prior to last season at Duke. Yeah, I mean, he's a player, to be honest. I saw some people say he could be a top five pick going into his time at Duke. Because Duke, you know, obviously, Coach Chesky's done a great job of developing young talent. You know, you look at Okafor, even though he hasn't maybe lived up to those expectations, he was a third pick. They've had other players that stepped in there and were drafted high. And most people thought he would have a very good season for Duke, but things didn't work out, had some injury problems, ended up leaving the team. And I know, you know, some pundits questioned, you know, his commitment and, and leaving the team when he did. And I know, you know, to be honest, unfortunately got kind of buried a little bit for that by people on social media. But again, if you could get him in the twenties, which I think maybe is a little too low, I think maybe goes in the late teens, you're getting a player, you know, if, if it weren't for that somewhat baggage, could be a top five, top ten pick. And if you're a team like a Houston, which has multiple picks, you look at Oklahoma City, I mentioned having three first-round picks, that would be a great situation, I think, for him to go because he's not going to have to step in and be a you know a player who's going to be a savior for the team that can allow him to develop and you know get a little more experience. Obviously, you have the summer leagues this year, which I will think will help with those young players. But you know, if you go you know, in those late teens or even early 20s, I think you're getting the steal of a player who could have been a top five, top ten pick. I think with the Bucks at pick uh, 31, Chris Monter, I, I think it's probably going to be guys that are, you know, elder statesmen in college, not the uh, 19-year-old kid necessarily. Uh, and with that, you know, you look at a Quentin Grimes who's coming out after his junior year at Houston. If he were somehow to get to 31, I think that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, definitely could use some guard depth. Obviously, you're going to have a, a extended season with the way the season happened because of COVID going so late and, of course, winning the NBA title. And then you have Holiday now playing overseas in the Olympics. So getting some guard depth, I think, would definitely help. They had some injuries in the backcourt this past season. And Grimes is a player who I give a lot of credit to. He was a big-time recruit. McDonald's All-American went to Kansas, was expected to be a one-and-done there. Things didn't work out really the way he thought it would end up transferring. So he kind of left with his tail between his legs, but he battled back fought through some adversity, really worked hard in his game. And Houston, you know, a player like uh, is going to really benefit, for, I think, from Calvin Sampson, who you guys know very well from his time with the Bucks. And, you know, they, they preach offense and defense. So he's a player who can play both sides of the, the court, and I think that's going to help him. And, again, you're right. He's a player who battles some adversity. He's going to, you know, maybe be more a little – ready for the NBA because he's gone through some things and, and not going to expect to step in from day one, going to try and earn everything he possibly can. So you're right. I think a player like him, uh, you know, again, we talk about freshmen and so many young players, but I think a player who's been through the battles, you know, maybe is more ready to step in than players drafted ahead of him. Give me a couple other guys that would make sense maybe in that 31 area that, that have played a little bit. The kid out of Illinois, it stands out to me. That's who I think I want number 11. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously he was one of the key reasons for the Illini having such a big season. Uh, stepped up his play this past year. One of the reasons the Illini were so strong in the Big Ten. He makes a lot of sense. Cooper, another point guard. You know, size is always going to be a premium. Usually teams, to be honest, especially in the late part of the first round, usually like to go big. So that's why a Grimes or a Cooper, uh, you know, some of those point guards could slide into the early part of the second round. And we've seen a lot of those players be successful because, again, teams value size so much in the league that, you know, guards sometimes get shortchanged. So, again, I, I, Milwaukee's done a good job through the draft, obviously, through the past, you know, finding some players, Malcolm Brogdon in the second round, other players that I think can be successful. And I think, again, you know, they're not going to expect anybody to be, uh, you know, stepping in right away. But if they can provide some depth, give them a little, uh, you know, play off the banks, especially on a team that's played so many games and played such a long season, I think that will be a big benefit for the Bucks. Talk with Chris Monner, College Basketball News. Follow him on Twitter at College BB News. You can follow him all throughout the draft tonight as well, and he'll interact with you, I'm sure. I, I want to get your thoughts on a guy that already was drafted uh, by the Milwaukee Bucks, who played this year, who Bucks fans, I think, really, really like. I think he'll be a rotation piece next year, and he's putting it on display right now in the Olympics, and that's Jordan Wara. What do you think of him? Yeah, again, a player who was expected to be a really high pick going into last year. Had an okay but not great year at Louisville. You know, knock on him a little bit is athleticism. He shoots the ball well, has good size, can play a couple different positions. Maybe he's going to be a little bit better defender. I think that's the one knock on him at times and maybe a little more athletic. But his ability to spread the floor. And, again, I think a lot of these rookies, you know, especially second-rounders, were kind of hurt by not having a summer league. And I think the experience he gains, like you said, from playing in the Olympics, hopefully playing in the summer league, I think will build his confidence a little bit up. And, obviously, you know, he wants to be a, a part of a team that, you know, is going to try and win back-to-back titles. So I think having a strong offseason would give him a lot more confidence and hopefully did a, a bigger role in his second season in the NBA. A couple guys in the NBA I want to get your thoughts on. Buddy Heal, based on everything I'm seeing, is going to get dealt at some point tonight. Where he's going, I don't know. They're saying Lakers might be close for a, a Kuzma deal. Uh, and then Ben Simmons is another guy that has been floated out there for quite some time uh, by Philadelphia. From your perspective, which one would you prefer to have if you're a, a team right now looking, a Buddy Heald or a Ben Simmons? Well, Simmons is a talented player. He just doesn't shoot the ball extremely well. That's the knock on him. But I still think he's going to get a big package because he's such a talented player. I think a lot of teams will still have to give up a lot to get him. Heald, you know, they have some good depth there in Sacramento in the guard spot with Hal Burton and then, of course, uh, DeAndre Fox. So I think, you know, he might be more attainable. You know, shoots the ball extremely well, doesn't do a ton of other things maybe at a high level, but, you know, the league being such a three-point shooting league, he's always going to be considered a premium player because he shoots the ball so well. But Simmons will be interesting to see because I still think, you know, he'd get a pretty big package despite some of his deficiencies because he's such a good defender, ball handler, and hopefully he can improve that shot and also his free throw shooting. I just don't know. I mean, for the amount of money you're going to pay him and the amount of what you're going to give up, to do all of that for a guy that, you know, can't shoot in a shooter's league, you know, there's talk of Portland and some of these other teams. It's just like I I don't I just don't think I would do it. I just don't. If I I can't wrap my head around giving up a ton for a guy that can't shoot the basketball at this point. Uh, and it's not like, you know, he's a a center. He's not playing center. I mean, they try him at, at power forward uh in Philadelphia, so forth. They tried him at point guard. I mean, they've moved him all over the floor trying to figure out the best place to play to have him play in order to fit Philadelphia, and it still didn't work. And now you're going to be in a situation with whoever trades for him now is going to have to figure out, okay, how do we make this work to get the best out of him and make our team better with the players around him? 
which again, I, I think it's it's going to be an interesting puzzle for whoever uh, makes a deal for Ben Simmons at this point. Chris, thanks so much for coming on. Everybody follow him at College BB News on Twitter. Thank you so much. Great talking again. Look forward to talking down the road. You betcha. There he is, Chris Monter on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan, as you're feeling anxious, breathe. My Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. Coming up next, you'll get to hear from the newest Packer wide receiver, Randall Cobb. He talked earlier today. Lots of good stuff from Randall Cobb that I'm sure Rami Makhlouf will probably talk about on his show coming up today as well. We'll do that coming up next right here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome back, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky Fiverr with you live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Jeff Orlowski doing a great job producing one of his big show today. Producing Sparky's Midday Madness uh, as well. And tomorrow he'll be right back in the saddle again. Tim Allen tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show. Ken Barkley from BetQL. Uh, and you better you bet uh, on the Odyssey app. He'll be on tomorrow uh, at 1130. Tom Silverstein, we've got him uh, rebooked for tomorrow. We'll have Spoon on tomorrow uh, at 135 on the Wendy's Big Show. So looking forward to that. Hey, Young Express, the company we talk about so much is continuing to grow. Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? A company... It's been in business for over 30 years. Of course you would. They are currently looking to add company straight truck drivers at Young Express. Now, this is what you need. Minimum one-year continuous straight truck driving experience. Familiarity with DOT regulations. Clean background and driving record. What can you expect? 40 to 55 hours per week, Monday through Friday. 99% no-touch freight. All dock-to-dock. No home deliveries. No home deliveries. Health insurance, 401k with company match, profit sharing, no truck jumping, plus you get a new truck every four years, and personal days and vacation days. Apply for the position at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives them. Again, my thanks to Chris Monter from College Basketball News for joining me there. Uh, in the last segment, I've known, known Chris Monter for how long? I don't know, 20 years, something like that. Not a long time. Uh, so make sure to follow him. Uh, on Twitter at College BB News. All right, Randall Cobb is back in the fold in Green Bay. Uh, he was out there running around for practice today as well. And after practice got done, uh, he stepped up and talked to the assembled media. All right, so we're having some issues uh, with uh, the Randall Cobb uh, interview. So Jeff Orlovsky uh, is going to check on that and see if we can get that strained out. And then we'll uh, get back to trying to play uh, Randall Cobb uh, one more time once he gets that figured out. But Look, at the end of the day, Randall Cobb being back uh, with the Green Bay Packers is going to be a story. It's going to be a story for the whole year. And you know, Gooding and Kunst brought it up uh, earlier today that look, it's, you know, they did this primarily for Aaron Rodgers, that this would not have happened uh, if Aaron didn't want it to happen. And then they had to work on the rots, uh, the contract, and everything else, the compensation they'd have to give up to get them from the Texans and so forth. But as LaFleur and him both pointed out, when Randall Cobb showed up last night, and showed up this morning, everybody uh, was excited to see Randall Cobb. Everybody was excited to see Randall Cobb. And you could just feel an uptick uh, in uh, everybody in that locker room. Uh, Devontae Adams, Amari Rogers, everybody. All right, so here is uh, Randall Cobb one more time. And Jeff says we got it figured out. Here we go. All right, so there is a Randall Cobb, a portion of uh, his uh, encounter with the media earlier today. As I've said before, and I'll say again very hard to find anybody that doesn't like Randall Cobb like dude's just loved by everybody like everybody you talk to 
everybody that's ever been associated with this dude, they all love. Him. So from uh, the aspect of team chemistry and extra coaching and like he said, being a mentor like some of the other guys were to him and all of that, it's a win-win. I just walked for in. The, are you talking about me? For the Green Bay Packers. Excuse me? Were you what? talking about me? I just walked in in the middle of all that. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Great guy, team player. Yeah, I think all mentor. that is fair. I think you... Oh, thank you. I think you're... Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate that. Yeah, you're both about as short as each other, so... Yeah, I think that's See, fair. You could have just leave it like what? nice. You could just let it be nice and just keep it moving. Well, it's not a rip that you're short. You are short. I'm short too. What's not, the big deal? I'm average height for an American male. I don't know. Average height. No, mm, I'm five foot eight. Five foot. Now it's five foot eight. You shrunk an inch. Okay. No, I've always been. You've five, always I've said, always five, said nine. five eight. I've always said five well, eight. Well, you're not dude. five eight either. I but am either five way. eight, mm. especially now because I've been we, doing so much yoga. My posture. A lot of stretching is is on point, dude. My posture. Is on point, straight as a board. I stand up straight. I'm a legit five eight. Now you guys didn't believe it before because I was always all yeah, slouchy right, and right, down right. low. Yeah. Now I'm now I'm up here. Yeah. Now I'm up here. Away from the microphone. Yes. Um. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. I I just I I think from that aspect he helps. How much on the field he helps? How much will they play him? Rogers wanted him. I think he's gonna play a lot, regardless of whether or not he should be out there or not. I think he's gonna play a lot. Uh, I'm anxious to hear from Robbie McAuliffe, uh, who is here, obviously, and he'll tell us what's coming up on his show uh, at 3 o'clock. Coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Jeff Orlovsky doing a great job as the executive producer through the big show and Sparky's Midday Madness. We'll be back again tomorrow as Dan Plucker is off for the weekend. He's headed down to Wrigley uh, to see the Cubs today, I believe. Uh, so he'll be down there with his family. So that should be a lot of fun. First time to Wrigley Field for Dan. He's never been Get to uh, Wrigley. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. First time. So he's going down there to check that out. And then I think he's got to go to like North Dakota or something for a wedding. So how many weddings is Dan Plucker in? Like a hundred this summer. I think it's like six to eight. He's in this summer or something what? like that. I did five one summer when I was around his age. And it's a lot of money, especially if you're in them and having to pay for tax rentals and everything else. But I told you my rule on that was. You could divorce within a year of me being in your wedding. I want my tux money back. <laughs> within a year? Yeah. My what? one buddy did. My one buddy lasted three months and got what? divorced. I was what's like, give stance, me my money what's back. What's your stance on second marriages? Oh, I don't care. I'll go. Okay. Yeah, I don't care. Third? Two, three, four, five. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> at some point. As long as it may. As long as, <laughs> no, man. At some point. As long <laughs> as they make you happy, man. Yeah. I, I don't I care. mean, I'm not saying I don't wish them well and hope, you know, they have marital bliss from now until they day, the day that they die. Yeah, I'm just saying, care. like, stop costing me money. Like, make, if you get married. me show up for right, stuff. Right, but, like, your buddy gets married at, like, 18. And then, you know, like, what 28, 20, like, 28, <laughs> they get divorced. And then he gets married again at, like, 31. And then that goes, like, 10 years. I mean, he's getting, like, married and remarried, like, every 10 years. That's... Every uh, 10 years? No, that's not a good That's not a good model, dude. But that's like not if, a good policy to go like by. If, but, like, your friend is, like, getting married, like, every two or three years? No, that maybe, that maybe might be a little excessive. Maybe you're just not marriage material. After the second one, maybe you're just not marriage material. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard that conversation. I don't know if there's a number. Like, I, like, I don't know if I have a number. Like, after four, five... Mm. I don't think it's... I'm going to say three max. Three, maybe? Three max. Maybe. Not everybody should be married. No. There's three things... And not everybody should be a parent. There's three things everybody thinks they're supposed to do in life, and a lot of us just aren't cut out for them. It's college, marriage, and having kids. Everybody feels like those are just natural progressions in life that we all should do, and we're pressured into it a and lot. own your own house. All three of those things. Yeah, own your That's own house, one. too, but the big You're three... You're there. You got that one. The, yeah, I do have that one. But the big three, 
or college, marriage, and having kids. And just not everybody should be doing those things. I have mixed views on college, none of which I want to discuss on the radio right now <laughs> to get yelled at. So we'll just stay away from that topic. Um, okay, so tell me what's coming up on your show now that you're um, back from the Rami show. To, yeah. Man, that was quite the performance Aaron Rodgers put on yesterday, wasn't it? Very, very happy. That You were. Dude, come okay, on. Good. Who thought he was actually going to say anything? Not he said me. a lot. Right, but who thought he was going to say anything? Going in, we were all like, okay, how is he going to sidestep this? What will he say here? Yeah. And I was like predicting what the answers were going to be yeah. to get away from everything. Yeah. And he started talking. I was like, whoa, he's just going to let mm-hmm. everything out, didn't oh, yeah. he? Oh, he put it all I out there. I could not believe it. Devontae oh, Adams man. did too. That, I, I could not believe that it. That was nice. That was I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. Third. Everything and about Goody's it, not Mark, running. Goody Every- Day was like, Pretty much the only reason we got caught up is because of Rodgers. Yeah, so, this this yeah. could be fun. This could be fun. So we're going to talk about that. A lot of pe- Aaron Rodgers lost a lot of people here this offseason. Now do you see where the dude is coming from? That's what we're going to talk about. Oh, I don't think that gained anybody back. Really? I think it cost them more fans. Okay, well, we'll talk about it. Uh, Vinny Rotino, former Brewer. Love him. Host of Locked On Brewers. And, Follow him uh, on Twitter. Valley Sports, Wisconsin. So He'll good. be joining us at 3.30. Speaking of him on Twitter, Sam informed me last night. He has like 1,800 Twitter followers. Should have like 10,000. What is going on? Yeah, but what is going on? Do I, f- I should make sure I follow him before I start yelling at people for that. He's so good. We'll hear from Brian Gutekunst. Ryan Wood, that dude on the Packers beat, is going to join us at 4 o'clock. And we'll also hey. talk about that Escobar deal no, no, and no, no, uh, no. much, much more okay, on the good. show today. N- nothing about the Olympics, I just, though. I, all I care about Ryan Wood is, I mean, yeah. you can talk about price all the time. Yeah. I want you to pin him down about his new profile pic on Twitter. What's his new profile pic oh, on Twitter? Oh, man. And somebody from a TV radio TV station in Green Bay took the pic because she tweeted out she wants credit for it because, you know, she thinks he's looking good in the pic. So then everybody was tweeting about Ryan Wood's new profile pic. Yeah. It's a solid pic. That's a solid picture, pretty, man. I, like, I saw it's it. a really good picture. Again, when I saw it at first, I was like, Whose Twitter is this? I couldn't figure out whose Twitter profile I was looking at, so I had to click on it to make sure it was Ryan. Wood. That's a that's a solid picture, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know how it came to be though. That's what I want to know. Like, why did you change your pick for? It? Like, what do you mean? You don't change your profile picture every once in a while? I haven't changed my profile pic on Twitter in probably five or six years, at really? least. I was at the profile pic I have now. I was at uh, some bar. Kay and I were at some bar in. I don't even know where we were. Was it Bayview? It was like a, they had a, a, a uh, was it called try. the garage? I should probably changed mine. You know, what is I'm there a bar called right the now? garage? Yeah, I think so. yeah, there is. That's where we were. That's where the, that profile pic was the backyard. From. I think it's called the I think it was called the okay. garage. But I'm pretty sure that was the bar that we were at when I got that picture taken. Um, and I've not should updated it since. It's a really cute picture of me and my dog. Ah, we can we can figure this out later. It's not important right now. Uh, what's important is the Rami show is coming up here in just a few minutes. Yeah. So you want to get to is what you're telling me? Is no, what you're hinting no, at? I'm good with you're whatever. Done, you, are you hinting at me? I'm, we're done talking. I'm go. Good, I was just talking to myself. Like no, nobody I needs didn't to hear, hear. Nobody needs to hear my thought process about whether or not I should change my profile pic. Correct. Right. I didn't hear any NBA draft coverage in there. I just had Chris Miner on from College I, uh, Basketball News on Midday Madness. What uh, What are you, you doing did? on the Bucks? They pick first pick in the second round. I mean, it's a not guaranteed contract, but it's going to be a rotational player because they got no money. This player is going to have to play. So it's it's a pretty important pick. Sparky, I'm, I'm going to be real with you right now, right? I'm gonna be super Aren't you real with me all the time? Mm. I'm going to be really real with That's you. That's cool. <laughs> I'm going to be really, really real with you right now, right? I'm going to keep it 100, as our guy Leroy Butler likes to say. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I was on. I was off for five days. I mean, I worked in Chicago on Sunday, but I was off for five days. Meaning you were doing sports talk radio. Yeah, I was in Chicago in on, a city on in Sunday which that Bulls team really needs it was, help. It was a baseball show. It was just a baseball show. I was filling in for Spiegs on the. Uh, hit oh, so you just talked about the Cubs and White the Sox? Hit, yeah, it was all baseball. That's that's the theme of the show. It's hit and run. The name of the show is Hit and Run. I thought Levine does that show. No, they do inside the clubhouse. There's another show. There's a Saturday morning baseball. How many show damn baseball shows do they got in Chicago? And then there's Hit and Run on Sunday mornings, and I was filling in on Hit and Run. So, so other than that, okay, I just kind of unplugged. You couldn't not hear the Aaron Rodgers stuff. I was obviously still riding the wave. Couldn't go on Twitter uh, without seeing the Aaron Rodgers stuff either. I, I was obviously still riding the wave of Bucks lust in the aftermath of them That's winning still. the championship last week. And uh, other than that, I just I pretty much unplugged. I haven't paid any attention to the Olympics whatsoever, but that's that's the usual. Um, and that I, is for you, yes. I didn't know uh, that the NBA draft was today until I saw a preview on ESPN for it this morning, like a commercial for it. Like, oh, NBA draft tonight. I was like, really? Tonight? Already? They just played the finals. They just played the finals. Well, the draft is normally at the end of like, June, not the just, end of July. I know. So. We just had a parade last right. week. It's, the, it's NBA draft night? We just had a parade last week. I was not ready for this and uh, did not know it was happening. And get probably ready. won't be talking very much about it today. Gonna be, there's going to be some trading going on, it looks like. So we'll see what happens with that. I'll be watching first place Brewers baseball. That's the thing, man, with the Bucks, Rodgers, the Brewers. Like, how are we even How are we even thinking about the NBA draft today? How are we even thinking about the NBA draft today? Well, I'm a how Bucks is that fan, on your mind? And it's a pivotal pick for them. because A this pivotal play, pick? This player's going to play. Forbes is gone. So did you hear about that news? Yes, I did hear that. Uh, yes. I think I'm better than what you're paying me, so I'm going to go and take my services elsewhere. Well, young man, you just go right ahead. Good luck to you. I hope you make a lot of money. I'm going to draft your replacement who's better than you tonight at pick 31. That's what I'm going to do. What's that voice? I don't know. I'm talking like he's a little child. What's that voice you're doing? That's, what, that's that's re- I mean, whatever. Hey, man, I mean, buddy. I hope he does get paid. paid. I hope he does. I hope he does. Good I hope he him. does. Whoever they draft tonight, providing it's a shooting guard, will be better than Brent Forbes. Uh, I, that'll do it for Sparky's Midday Madness. Rami's coming up. No NBA draft talk for you. He doesn't care about your NBA Who's draft talk. For that? Nobody's looking for that. He, he's going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I'm going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. We're in Wisconsin, man. The dude showed up looking like the prequel to the Big Lebowski and then just torched the entire organization. It was amazing. You can talk about practice today. Jordan Love looked pretty good now. No. Hey. Why are you so Jordan missing Love the point on what people want to Rogers hear? did too. Rogers threw some pass. Apparently, oh, Devontae. Rogers looked good in practice. De- Shocker. Devontae Adams made a hell of a play like 40 yards down oh, the field. Oh, he's good in football? Crazy. Do you know what he did after he caught it? What? Place is going nuts. Turn around to the Jordan Shrug. Eh. Oh, I thought you were going to say yelled at Brian Gutekunst, pay me. No, like no. Scotty Pippen did. Well, he did the Jordan shrug today. <laughs> Maybe he does the yelling pay me like Scotty that would tomorrow. Be amazing. Maybe that's tomorrow. I, I want all the drama. I want all the smoke this year for this last dance. This is this is this is my my, my problem with yeah. you. I'm a little concerned that you're looking at this through a Chicago lens. No, 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 no. Or maybe through no. a Packer lens. Like, no. you kind of want this to, like, self-destruct. I just like, like drama. Like, Holmes from the score comes on the air. We get him on to talk about the White Sox series. He comes on the air giggling and laughing. Sparky. Giggling and laughing like a schoolgirl about all this Rodgers stuff. I just enjoy drama and pettiness. That That is where my joy comes from. I was talking with Lawrence about this, and he asked me if I take any joy in all this Aaron Rodgers stuff as a Bears fan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, on some level, yeah, but A, it doesn't make my organization 
any better. The Bears are still a dumb franchise, and I love Justin Fields. So they Fields. get rid of Pace. I love, I love Justin Fields. I'm afraid and they're going to break him. Better quarterbacks have been broken by bad organizations, yes. and the Bears have Agreed. done it themselves a few times. Yes. And, and, and secondly, like the scariest thing to me was not Aaron Rodgers coming back to camp this year and being Aaron Rodgers for another year or two for the Packers. The scariest thought to me, and I think it's a real possibility, is Aaron Rodgers not coming back, Jordan Love taking the reins, and starting another gold jacket quarterback <laughs> career and torturing and tormenting my franchise and, hey and, and us as a fan base. I can't wait for the first preseason game. I cannot wait. Because if, if you I a, cannot if wait. Because if this kid shows out in preseason, and I don't care what level of talent he's playing against, if he plays well in the preseason. Yeah. Woo! If you ask me what organization I trust a, a young quarterback <laughs> in the hands of to mold and to put in a position to succeed, 100 times the Packers before the Bears. So no, my my this this smirk, this grin on my face when we mm. talk about this drama is purely just my love of drama and pettiness in the world of sports. I think it makes it better and more fun. It's always fun to listen to your show. Romney Thank show you. comes up uh, next right here on twelve fifty a.m. The fan. Enjoy the rest of your day. It's been Sparky's midday madness. Toodles. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 